Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Debate Amongst Friends. Before we get started, we want to pay tribute and respect to those we have lost over the last week. Uh, this week, unfortunately, we've lost Sutton. Uh, he's a legendary basketball coach in the NCAA. He died at the age of 84. Next, we have a Japanese professional wrestler, Hana Kimura, who passed away at the age of 22. Uh, the unfortunate events of her uh, taking her own life due to cyberbullying. Another Hall of Fame coach, a longtime Utah Jazz coach, Jerry Sloan, uh, passed away last week at the age of 78 due to health complications. And finally, uh, former uh, professional wrestler and actor uh, Shad Gaspar uh, passed away at the age of 39 uh, following uh, circumstances where he was washed away uh, at sea. Um, but he did die a heroic death uh, where he had his son saved uh, prior to him. Um, and of course, we all miss uh, everyone who has unfortunately lost their lives. Absolutely. And it's this time we're going to take a brief moment of silence to pay tribute and respect to those we have lost. We are not sports Center. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Debate Amongst Friends. I am the Professor John Guy. My co-host over here is Doc Leesner, the podcasting beast, and we're ready to provide you with another fun edition of sports news, analysis, and the reads. Doc, we... Of course, you did a great job with the first segment, but uh, let's talk about the season finale of Dark Side of the Ring Season 2. Fortunately, folks, we had to go from sombering news of the present to sombering news of the past. Uh, We're going to talk about the life, the career, uh, and the aftermath uh, following uh, the unfortunate circumstances of uh, Owen Hart. Yes, uh, and it. Looking back on it, and, and I remember, and we talked about this briefly uh, before the show aired. Going back and thinking about how we found out, you know, um, I always, you know, tell people how I found out things like, you know, nine eleven, and when you find out certain big events, you know, and not to put this on the same scale, but when you're a kid, you know, you kind of idolize some of these these professional wrestlers. Um, and Owen was a favorite to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So when you hear about it, you're like, wait, he fell. Like, what do you mean he fell? He died. Wait, 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 wait. what? Like, no, you know, what you, like, how? No way. Like, you know, this is wrestling, you know? Um, and at that time, of course, Kay Fabe was still alive and uh, well, but you know, you would think that it was a rib or as a hose or it was some kind of storyline. Um, but no, um, he died, and I think that they've continued. And I've said this every week, every time we report on this. If I didn't think or know any better, 
I would think that they were really, really after Vince McMahon because this one in particular has so many implications to the behind the scenes politics of wrestling. Yes. Uh, I would say uh, the ripple effects uh, was greater uh, for this. Big time. Big. And, you know, shout out to Owen's wife for not accepting just like, oh, you know, sorry, you know, your, your, your husband, he, he died, you know, and in, in the show, if you haven't seen it yet, here's a situation where everybody and their mother is saying, oh, he didn't want to do this. You know, he's, he was scared of heights. He didn't really want to do this, you know, but this is the only character that they had for him to portray, which, which was ridiculous to go back to this character that he was so far polished from. I mean, you have to admit he was pretty, he was pretty polished at that time to go back having to do this. Well, I mean, then, you know, to add some backstory, Owen Hart was a prodigy um, in the wrestling ring. Uh, he came from, you know, not to say apropos, a pedigree of uh, wrestling loyalty, essentially. Uh, coming from the dungeon from uh, his father, Stu Hart, of course. Everyone knows about Bret Hart. Um, and, you know, he has many a cousins who are, you know, great within themselves. Jim, the Anvil Knight Hart, uh, Davy Boy Smith, uh, the mm-hmm. British Bulldog, as well as uh, Roddy Roddy Piper, who is um, a cousin. Of the of the Hart brothers, um, mm. I don't know. I didn't even know if you knew that, but um, that's yeah. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, though. But uh, I mean, we we talked about the ripple effect. We we we're, we're going to talk more about it, folks. Um, but I think what Doc is talking about with you know. How we found out, um, and for me, I didn't find out about it until the very next day in school, because that was literally the only thing that we talked about the whole day. Uh, because, I mean, in grammar school, um, around the time that was happening, because I was about to enter high school um, soon, actually, it was, you know, it was huge. Like, wrestling was huge. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I didn't get a chance to watch the pay-per-view because my mother didn't order it. Um <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll put her out there. I put her. I put her on defense like that. <laughs> which, which is good though, because you know. Well, I, and, kinda... and 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 here's the thing though. So luckily, I didn't watch it, but at the same time, like no one who ordered the pay per view didn't see it happen. It True. was more of the people who was actually in the arena out there, in Kansas City, Missouri, who actually saw this happen. Right. That so was, you know, I, I would say like that's pretty traumatic. But let's talk about the episode because there's a lot so to go through. There is. So first and foremost, um, I didn't know young Owen. I, I would have never known young Owen. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, I was a wrestling fan, but I was more into, you know, getting into wrestling. By the time he started to make his ascent. Mm-hmm. So this time right here, I would say this time right here, you know, winning the King of the Ring and, you know, winning, you know, tag team titles and those kind of things. And he's starting to move forward. 
I mean, can we just talk about this though? I mean, first and foremost, I hate the fact that the name of the pay-per-view was called Over the Edge. Yeah, that's more of a ironic. Uh, that is way too coincidental. Secondly, I hate the fact that he went back to the Blue Blazer. Like I, I really do. I mean, because he didn't I didn't think he needed to do that. And uh, of course, you know, hindsight 2020, how we just waited, you know, another year. He's probably a champ for several, like a multiple time champ. He's probably having five star Dave Meltzer matches. He's probably doing all kinds of things. But I think at that time they were going into such trashy TV. Yes. That, and, you and know, I'm it was, glad that you said that. Well, yeah, I mean, because think about it. Blue Blazer is just like, um, you know, a, a comedy relief kind of thing right now. And this guy's a really, really good wrestler, you know, and here we are. We got him, you know, flying all over the place. You know, he couldn't get the the clip off on one raw. I think at that particular time they should have scrapped it. You know, I think at that time it should have been scrapped. But uh, of course, we'll get back to that clipping. I saw what you did there. Uh, I'm just saying we're going to get back to that. Um, but but I I will agree with you about the blue blazer. I think at that time they just wanted to find any type of gimmick that they could just place out there. Uh, it was definitely heading towards that trashy TV, like Doc mentioned, but at the mm-hmm. same time, they really wanted to emphasize on that entertainment. And it's so funny because once he, you know, got his feet wet in WWF at the time, WWE now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he was uh, part of the new, the, the new heart foundation, which, you know, Crashed and burned. Uh, then he be, then he was part of High Energy with Coco Beware, mm-hmm. and you know where he was the Rocket Owen Hart. Uh, but he really started to get into his own once you know he got that rub from his brother. Um, True. When we're, he had that WrestleMania match, and then he had to become a King of the Ring, and he called himself the King of Hearts. Like right. he really started to develop his character, and it was strange that once he did what those higher brass. Uh, keeps telling him, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna grab those brass rings, um, right? You know, and he's doing that. They say, well, we want you to be the blue blazer again. Like I kind of felt mm-hmm. like it was counterintuitive, mm-hmm. you know, for everything that's happening. I personally feel like it was more of a quasi punishment for him because of, of course, the aforementioned Montreal Screwdrop, and then, you know, the massive exodus of the Hart clan leaving, and he was the only one there left. Like, it is a lot. And that's a shame, because, you know, I, again, as I mentioned, he was growing into his own, and I, I didn't really feel like they needed to do that to to Brett, first and foremost. I, I thought that was rough. Um, but, of course, as I mentioned in the beginning, kayfabe was alive, so I think their curtain call, so to speak, you know, where he's out there, Brett's writing WCW with his hands and, you know, they show Owen going out there like, come on, man, you know, like, I know, like, just forget it. You know, it's like, I don't think they would have wanted Owen to go out there at all. But I mean, brother is brother, you know, blood is blood, you know what I mean? So to me... I don't. I don't know if that that was worth the punishment, and if and if that's something that Vince did, then again, this is one of those stories. Again, I mentioned that 
if somebody was really, really trying to paint Vince in a negative light, they are succeeding very much heavily. So. Yes, with this documentary series, I mean, succeeding. Oh, but don't worry, folks. We'll get to that in a moment. So let's get to the night on the of the unfortunate event. Well, let's so, go to the day before. Let's yes, start with the yes, day before. The day before. The day before. Yes, because the they before. wanted to do a walkthrough. Yes. Of everything. And yes, it, you're right. It was the day before, and I have to apologize. Yeah. So they wanted to do a walkthrough, but she, but the wife said that they called saying that he needed to get over there to get a measurement. But then they said, but then she said, but you guys just. So it was kind of weird the way they set it up. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way that, number one, I'm doing this period. But, you know, there's no way I'm I'm, I'm risking my life here. And um, we're going to we're going to wing this this thing. You know what I mean? Because there's no safety valve. No, there is zero safety valve. But at the same time, Owen, who, you know, Doc mentioned before, is not fond of heights. Right. You know, I wouldn't want to have to go back up there again. But the other part of the story is the crew that was working, you know, the essential lifeline of Owen Hart and how the normal crew or the normal person who would be responsible working with it uh, had some trepidations because of according to those that was talking, including the bro, uh, Vince Russo, for those who don't know. Right. That they wanted the clip to mm -hmm. be a quick release because of what Doc mentioned, the uh, Raw episode where it took, you know, he kind of had a malfunction with it or it just took too long. Like, they really just want to try to get them to the ground and into the ring as fast as possible. And I know that is some a really bad phrase to say it like that, but we'll, we'll get to that. Well, I, and I think that's what I mentioned before is that he had an episode. There was an episode on Raw where he couldn't get it off. I think mm -hmm. they got stuck. He got stuck. But it's like, who cares if he gets stuck? I'd rather him get stuck than... You know, to unfortunately fall, you know, it's exactly. one of those things that it's like, you know, you can't be playing with people's health and their lives like that. Um, but but then we you know, we fast forward and we go, you know, now we can go to that next day, you know, the day of the pay-per-view over the edge. And, you know, everybody's just like, oh, you know, Owen, you could tell he he didn't really want to do it. Um, and then I think at, at some point it flashed to the sun. Owen's son, uh, I think his name is, uh, let's see, I have his name right here. Um, was it Irk or something like that? <laughs> Oj? It was Oj. That's what it was. Yes. Oj. I was like, Oj. I was like, Oj? It's not yeah, something like that. Oj, here you go. He said that his, when his father, you know, when they dropped him off at the airport, he said, you know, take care of yourself. And that's kind of one of those, you know, things where it's like, you know, like, did he know something might happen? You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of a weird thing. And, you know, I don't want to speculate and I don't want anybody else to speculate when you when you get to that part. Um, but 
anybody could have started telling any narrative at that point. You know what I mean? Yes. And I'm happy that they didn't spin the narrative, you know, that it, this was a suicide because that would have been ridiculous. Um, but I felt like any crackpot who sat there and would say Owen Hart wanted to kill himself is just lose all complete all credibility. Like Chris Broussard level of losing credibility. And even I just I just know how these things work. Because you know, of course, they could have said, Oh, we you know we clipped them good and all this other stuff, but they didn't. So let's go forward here. He falls. Right? Yeah. The king is out. He's he's done. Everybody's just like Jerry King Lawler is done. You know, he's white. You know, he's he uh, is done. Yes. White uh, well how was I gonna go there? Pale. Pale. There Thank you go. <laughs> no, I mean ghost white. Yes. Um, yeah, ghost white. Um the, the officials account of the situation was kind of interesting because he said that he heard Owen yelling to watch out, mm-hmm. which is wild. Like, and that's one of those eerie things. Like the last thing you hear from someone before they pass is watch out. Like the fact that his own well-being was second, you know, as opposed to someone else. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the thing that really grinded my gear about this whole thing, you know, of course, Come we'll on. get to the aftermath. Sure. Was the the callousness of those out there in Gorilla. Talking right. to JR. Yeah. And is tell asking they're asking JR what's happening. And JR has no clue. He is out there with the people. He is. And then they said, Oh, you know, uh Owen Hart is dead. And you're on in five, four, three, two. Like what what is he supposed yeah. to do with that? I have no idea what he's supposed to do with that. Like that I mean, he like, he like that's not like I I don't even want to even fathom having to do that for this like that. You, no. Yeah, that's a rough one. Um, and you and know, you know and, what? Uh, I believe that though. At that time, I believe that. I mean, nobody. Let's continue on. I mean, you continue the show. And that's why I said I believe that because they continued yeah. the show. They just kept it moving. Now, the one thing, of course, um, that the wife said is that, you know, not only are you continuing to show, you have Owen's blood in the ring. Okay, that was probably exaggerated because there was a brood match and that I can't, I can't confirm or deny that, but that one may have been slightly exaggerated. She said one of the boards were broken. That I can believe. Coming coming from that height uh, for where he fell, yeah, I can believe that. I can't imagine that there was no blood. Well, the way that she made it sound like in the uh, pictures that they show, of course, post-show, uh, but right. she like she made it sound like like it was all like we we have seen some gangrel matches. You know, True, he comes down to the ring. You know, he had one of the best entrants in the atmosphere. And he will get on to the steps and, of course, you know, take a little sippy sip and then spew it back out. And it goes everywhere. It's kind of like, you know, 
Triple H doing the water speed mm. thing, like except it's with fake blood. So, yes, there was probably blood. I don't know how much, but the way that they portrayed it made it look like, you know, there was blood everywhere. Right. And then they just kept on wrestling. Like, yeah, we had, you know, shows where there was a a central bloodbath, and I don't want to make it sound callous. Sure. Kevin Dunn. Um, Now, are you a hundred? Are you a hundred percent sure? Like, did Gangrel actually have a match? I believe the other two members of the Brood had a match. Gotcha. Okay. It wasn't Gangrel, but it was the Brood, though. Got it. But I I would say, like that one, I don't. I can't. I have to flip a coin on that one. I don't know if I fully believe it. Like. If, if I was around, I can't, like, being forced to go out there, you know, I, I understand the show must go on. But to know that there's that much blood on the ring? Right. No. No. I mean, and, you know, Owen was a good guy. And exactly. it's like, emotionally, I don't know how you would go out there and put on a great performance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you know if this, is this pay-per-view actually on no. the network? No. No. Okay. No. So the no. so the whole in fact, the whole in fact that was the smartest thing that WWE has done in regards to this incident. You said that was the smartest thing. That was the smartest thing. Gotcha. The dumbest thing was continuing the show and then having Raw the next night. That was the dumbest thing they could have done. But but mm. but but wait. There's more. And then decided to countersue Martha Hart, who is, of course, the widow of uh, Owen Hart. For those that don't know, figure let's get that out there uh, 20 minutes into this whole thing. She put a lawsuit out on WWE, um, the arena, the uh, company that uh, worked on the rig for that evening and the city of Kansas city. But Hmm. according to her, and I actually believe this because you could kind of tell because she did a lot of uh, philanthropy afterwards to really help emphasize that point. She wasn't in it for the money. Just to give you a quick update. Sure. If you tell me someone else has passed away, I'm going to be, I don't know. I'm going to turn to JR and just not able to really say anything. The pay-per-view is on the network. Oh, my gosh. Please tell it, me it's like a really, really edited version. Well, it is because it actually says um, in the beginning when it comes on, it says in memory of Owen Hart, who accidentally passed away during this broadcast. Okay, so I don't know. So that's an add-on? I'm, I'm talking about like... The whole new area where, you know, we have the post fall and then, you know, the announcement, like. Any of that on here. Yeah. So we may may have to come back on that. I don't, I mean, of course, of course they probably took all that out, but because I'm looking at the matches here and if this is in order, uh, let's see, I'll snow. Let's take a look here. Okay. 
Let's just take a quick look. Oh, snow. This is Val Venus. Where's Val Venus? This is okay. So we're going back a little bit more. Yeah, it kind of just skips right to. Yeah, it goes from Al Snow's match to the match with uh with Val Venus's match. So yeah, it kind of just skips forward. I so it doesn't kind of it doesn't yeah it doesn't go over it at all. All right, so it's um yeah. I mean, which I, again, because I, I was just thinking about when you said that, I was like, I, there's no way they took the pay review off because, you know, you had some, you had some really good matches despite everything that happened, mm-hmm. and that's the unfortunate part is that, of course, they would say that you know Owen wouldn't want this and so on and so forth. Um, I'm just trying to see how it is that they went about. Oh yeah, they just they just cut the whole thing out. Yeah. Okay, then yeah. it they're only they're only you know, and part of my French half assing. <laughs> yeah, they cut the whole thing out, like the entire thing. I bet. Okay. Well, like let's... even Jeff, even Jeff Jarrett's interview, uh, his promo that they were talking about in in the show. Yeah. Uh, where yeah, they cut the whole thing out and. Uh, yeah, they cut the whole thing out. Let's just leave it at that. Because they're like Disney. They just love money. Uh, yeah. Um, but let's talk about the aftermath. Uh, yes. So the wife goes ahead and sues, like you mentioned. Uh, she finds the actual clip and evidence that was supposed to be holding him. And uh, apparently... Is that what it was? A sailboat clip, I think she said? That, you know, with boats, you know, it's supposed to be a really quick, you know... Um, tap of a a piece of tapping the piece of the equipment to let it go. Yeah, it's supposed to be uh, like six pounds of force to allow it to release. Um, apparently, it is used by Hollywood stuntmen who tend to get like dragged on cars and such, mm. and allows them to get that quick release. Thing that got me was. It wasn't about the clip. It was something that... Uh, it's something about the was, uh, rest of the Hart family kind of conspiring against her? No. Because uh, I know after, right before she talked about the clip, or right after one or the other, they went up to the rafters where he was, which mm-hmm. was really, really crazy. I mean, you know, and to get that feeling like, man, like, you know, this is the last thing that my dad saw. Exactly, or or my husband's also. That was that was intense, um, and and to think about it, I couldn't even imagine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but so she sues everybody. Yes, Vin- um, and there was a settlement. Right. So I don't think she had the best legal advice. Because her lawyer was just telling him, you know, just put a number down, you know, put a number down and, you know, we at least have to get that to get the ball rolling. And of course, you know, they ended up paying her the money. So it didn't go to court. Right. At all. Mm. I don't think there would have been any amount of money that would have made it better. No, no. Yeah, I don't think it would have made it better, especially if there was negligence. Um, 
I just didn't like the spot at all. Like, it just didn't make any sense. Of course, you saw uh, Jim Cornette and you saw some of these other guys talking about that. But, yeah, it just it was no good, man. No. And I hated this. This is this is a tough one because you know that here's a guy who has star potential. He's a husband, a, a father. You know, they kind of go over him, you know, it, it, the, the father, they didn't focus on him being a wrestler. And that's the one thing I do like about this documentary series is that, you know, they do focus on the person. Um, yes. This is a tough one, though. Yeah. And of course, the stories start getting more convoluted, you know, talking about, as I was mentioning, the Hart family uh, sabotaging uh, the investigation by uh, taking items uh, related to the case. Um, giving it back to the WWE because of loyalty, which once again, that one I could take that with a grain of salt. I don't know how to feel about that. Um, yeah. Then there was the what was it? What was it, Doc? What was it? I'm trying to think of what else happened at the end. Um, it was the clip, it was the the fact that they just broke down the ring like they normally would, I think. Yeah. Um, they they just it, it just wasn't what she said made sense. It been over. It should have mm-hmm. been over, and it should became a crime scene. It, I agree. I thought it should have been, but as we well know, that that's just not how things work with the WWE. Um, when Especially something at that happens, time. yeah. When something happens, it's like. Yeah, don't worry. I'm taking care of it. You know, here's some money for your trouble. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately. Um, But Uh, let's talk about some of the, you know, so one thing, you know, and we'll wrap this all up in a neat bowl. So one thing that I was really hoping they would have did a little bit more of was talking about, you know, a little bit more of the positive stuff with Owen. Um, like I really felt like this one was a, definitely a downer. I had a chance to listen to Solomonster's podcast and then, and he was talking about that and he was saying, you know, one great story, which I didn't even know about this was, um, when he, uh, Owen, uh, decided to, um, rib, uh, Harley race <laughs> with spicy <laughs> no, chili. No, like, I didn't hear about that one. Like, that's awesome. And I'll probably tell you this one off the podcast. Um, and those that don't follow Solomon, you, ju- you should definitely follow Solomon. He has some great uh, wrestling uh, content. I mean, I wish there were some marks out there that can talk about wrestling content too, but you know, that's here or there. But Doc, anything else you want to talk about with this season finale of Dark Side of the Ring? No, definitely rest in peace to Owen Hart. You know, hopefully his family gets a little closure with this documentary a little closure with everything that's going on um you know i know it's been a long time but i that's a tough one man absolutely and folks uh we'll be back with more debate amongst friends right after this Doc, it's time. It's time.
It's here! Oh boy, what do you mean it's here? It has returned. Something has returned. Sports, Doc. Sports has returned throughout the world. I mean, just in three cities. Wow. <laughs> I, I told you I was going to. I apologize beforehand. I you apologize did. beforehand. You did. You did. Um, but God, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, sports has returned. Three cities, three or three states, I should say. Um, well, we'll say three cities. It'll it's probably, probably best to be three, three cities. cities. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to spread it around those particular states. But um, how did you feel about that news? I mean, you know, I'm happy Houston, obviously. Uh, sports leagues want money. They do. They do. So just in case you haven't found out here or haven't heard, uh, looks like they're trying to reopen the NBA season somehow. They're still working that out. But Houston, uh, Orlando uh, and a- real quickly, it's not just the NBA. Also, the MLB and the NFL. Right. Well, I know that the NHL actually has postponed their season indefinitely. Um, that was something that came up maybe about 20 minutes ago. So yes. that's out. Um, so, so the ML, so I feel like baseball can get away with continuing. I feel like baseball can continue with, only because maybe outside of being in the dugout, um, I feel like they're spread out enough where they'd be fine. Okay. But basketball and football is going to be really, really tough. That's going to be I tough. I think, and this goes back to the three states, and I don't know, uh, did we even say the states? We should probably say the states. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was saying Houston, or it's Houston, or Texas, Florida, I and like, Las I didn't Vegas. know Houston was a state. <laughs> I started rolling. Because you, was, you were saying cities before, and, and I was stuck on cities. I know. Um, I yes, the states, Houston, Florida, and Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, you said Houston again as a state. I'm sorry, Texas. (laughs) Here we go. Houston, Texas, Orlando, Florida, and Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, is it only just Houston, or is it also Austin, Dallas? See, I didn't hear about all those other places. The only thing I saw was the Toyota Center. Um, You would know more about that than I would. No, because I've been in isolation here in Texas. Yes. That's why you would know more about Austin and I Dallas and all of that. I wouldn't know. I'd yeah. be outside. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the media would have told you before they told me. I don't know. The way that the media works now, you probably find out before me. <laughs> Highly doubtful. But, Shout out to AT&T. Um, wow. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think – I think that basketball and football is going to be really, really tough. Yes. Um, I think that will guess... be the, the, the hardest – to return back uh football yeah. open air stadiums will not be a big issue for them um it's once you work in a dome baseball is essentially the same thing in my opinion i don't i don't again but they're talking about coming back with fans also and that's where the problem comes in you know it's like do you limit the amount of people that you sell Absolutely. you know tickets to you know, like how how many people are we doing? We're talking about six feet, so we're talking about one fan, maybe two fans every five seats. 
I you know don't what I'm saying? think they're gonna do that. I think they're gonna go with like twenty five percent. Wow. So 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 for these sports leagues, the key is generate ticket sales to acquire some kind of income. <laughs> some kind of income. And I think twenty five to maybe even thirty five percent will suffice for them. I feel like trying to keep the six foot rule and try to maximize that, a la you know how aircrafts used to be. Shout outs to United. Mm. Mm. You know, it's going to become more problematic because as soon as states started opening, people has lost their minds. True. People started going to the beaches again. In huge droves. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen when sports leagues reopen again? You, you mm-hmm. really, you really think? I mean, and put yourself in a in an owner's position right now. Right now, you're you're losing uh, a fifth of a million dollars daily, mm-hmm. and you got the green light to reopen your stadium to allow people to watch. And enjoy, you know, the sport that you own, you know, the, the sports team that you own. And you have the ability to either sell 10,000 tickets at maximum capacity. Well, let's just use 20. 20,000 tickets, 10,000, or 3,000. Honestly, if it's me, I know that I would want to make money, but... The investment into the players, the the staff that would have to work. You think about it. Even if you bring in these, even if you bring in these fans, if if people start getting sick, yes. like if your if your staff starts getting sick, yes. And now and now you're you know if you're paying their insurance, you know, you're gonna have to pay for these things anyway. You know, if if they're offered insurance, I have no idea. And but that's the other part, yes. You know, so to me, it's like you know, I, I'm not 100 percent sure I would be open to uh, max capacity. Definitely not. I would say maybe five to ten percent. I guess is what you're saying. Yeah. I, I might, I might do that, which would probably be somewhere around what five to ten thousand people. Something like that. Yeah, a little uh, bit less. If it's 20, it's going to probably be less than that. Well, most stadiums, I think, can hold about, what, 30, 40,000 people. What stadiums do you know that has that much capacity? Um, There are, I think most stadiums have that capacity. I don't, think, I don't think it has. I don't think a lot of them has that much. I mean, I we, we, might, we, might need to, we might need to rehire Chris to find out. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Let's let's take a quick look. I mean, I could be wrong, um, but I'm pretty sure that they have. Uh, yeah, Raymond James, sixty-five thousand seats. Okay, which makes sense because that's Florida as well. Um, I mean, I can uh, let's look. Uh, Is it really that high? Oh, am I thinking of the nineties? I, I don't know. Of the nineties. I'm not a sure. Maybe you think about the old the, 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 the old ones. The more WrestleMania, the old WrestleMania numbers that they used to throw out. 
the pens. Because <laughs> when they was in yeah. the, when they was in uh, AT and T Stadium, they they crapped the bed pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Gillette Stadium, sixty five. Yeah, I see it. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So I apologize, yeah. folks. I was too busy thinking about capacities like back in the nineties. That that was yeah. That was me. yeah. I, I was like, I was wait, like, wait, wait you sure? I was like, oh yeah, wait, it is. So yeah, because even because even MetLife has eighty two thousand. So yeah, ten percent. You know, yeah, of eighty-two thousand. Yep. You know, that's not bad. Nope, that's not bad at all. You can't, you can't throw in eighty-two thousand. You know, you know, you can't do that. But nope. if you can get a good ten in there, they're nice and spaced out. You make a little bit of money. I don't know if you even do with concessions, uh, honestly. Well, um, let's let's use your stadium for your team, Raymond James. Okay. Yes. So, what's the capacity for Raymond James? I mean, I still, th- I think you just stop at ten thousand. I think you just stop at ten thousand. In a way, it's spaced out. I think you just stop at ten, at, at max, maybe fifteen thousand, maybe. So Raymond James is sixty-five thousand. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's say sixty-five nine. Sure. You know, we're gonna do some calculations on the podcast, folks. So you said ten percent. So let's just say yeah. sixty-five nine. Hmm. So six thousand five hundred and ninety. Yeah, that's why I said just take it to ten thousand and just stop it right there. Now, are you also accounting for staff? Ten thousand is specifically fans. Okay, so specifically for fans, and then if you account staff, so that's what another. I don't know. It depends on if they're selling. I don't know if they're going to be selling concessions. I, I don't know because well, if somebody if somebody gets and, sick, and, and from, those are a lot of those things that you know need to be placed into account. Because are you going to be selling food? Are you going to be selling yeah. you know drinks? Um, will you actually allow people to bring in stuff? No, you know they can't bring in I stuff. No, no, that's not <laughs> like. Um, <laughs> Are you going to, uh, I don't know, uh, make people wear masks and they have to keep the mask on throughout the whole time? You got security guards. You got, you know, you got a lot of people. I mean, you got people to, to guide you to your seats. Mm-hmm. Ushers. Um, ushers, yeah. I mean, you got, like I said, it won't be as bad as when we were there, of course, but. We, we will return, Doc. You yeah, heard it from, from, from me first. Uh, from me first, folks, Doc and Froth will return for another Bucks game. But 10,000, I think that's a pretty good number. I can see 10,000. I think 10,000 is a safe number. I feel like, and I'm just using this one as an example, and I'm not going to be right or wrong. I feel like they'll try to double it up to 20. And I wouldn't be against it as long as they could stay there because they could probably space it out still. Um, I just don't know if you know you you trust people to be civil, and and that, and that is a variable that is that cannot be uh, calculated. Respect the rules, like it's like oh, there's nobody sitting up there. Mm-hmm. Let's go over there. Well, then you like, have to you... think about prices too. True. Um, but that's something completely different because it's like, do you even worry about like the upper deck? You know what I mean? Or do you not have people sit anywhere near 
the sideline. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. why I'm thinking that you, that you don't have anybody sitting anywhere near the sideline. You still got people who have their press boxes. You know, how do you run those? Um, again, like I said, I or, am or against... Do you even run those? Do you just keep the, the owner's box? And that's why I'm telling you right now. Football and basketball are going to be tough. Baseball, I feel like this is way easier. Keep everybody distant. Players are already distant, opposed to the two people who might, you know, be on first or second base. And you know, teams the, already are pros at that because their team absolutely stink. Wow. See, I didn't say that, ladies and gentlemen. If your team, if you're a team, if you're a fan of a team that stinks, I just want you to know that. <laughs> Prof said this shouldn't be an adjustment for you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be tough for basketball football. I mean, again, I want it to happen because, you know, Tampa finally has a pretty good team. I want to see it. But Speaking I, of Tampa, the Devil Rays, that's what I was talking about, folks. Wow. Not the Devil Rays. Yeah. I'm sorry, Devil Ray fans. I'm sorry he had to give you the, the <laughs> ultimate dose of reality. Uh, but I didn't think you were sorry. But I mean, if they do return, you know, I'm hoping that they they return to a safe, as safe as they can be environment. Yes, it's gonna be t- it's gonna be tough. Um, it's never but, it's not gonna be easy. But it's all about you know setting a standard, and of course, this goes back into them talking with uh, their you know commissioner as well as their uh, player association and coming up with a plan. I think it's probably going to be, if it was me, if I'm the owner of the stadium, if I'm I'm operating Raymond James, I'll probably start maybe phasing it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, having our own phasing system. Like, all right, you know, first game, first game back, you know, maybe we'll start with 6,000. And then, all right, you know, now we're going to go with 7,000, 8,000, you know, maybe go that route. Um, That way we can kind of build up our frontline staff. Um, up to a point where we can handle more people because these people have been off for a long time. So you got to get people back to the groove of handling new guidelines. Yeah, you know, new new food handling, new new beverage handling guidelines because everybody's doing stuff differently now. Hygiene has to be you know severe at this point. You know, what I mean, like you, after this game, after the games, like. We need you guys not to just sweep the ground and pick up garbage. We need you to wipe every, every seat. seat. You know what I mean? That has been no, nah, not even that has been sitting. Like every every seat every needs seat, to be wiped. Just period. Which is what yeah. you know now airlines are doing, which they should have been doing that for the past fifty years. Oh wait, did I sound? <laughs> no, you're right. Um, I hated how you know one CEO said. Uh, Yes, yeah, so, uh, you know, we've double filtered the cabins now. And it's like, what? <laughs> Filter it the first time. Yeah, like it should have been filtered already. But I mean, people have always complained about um, those kind of things with the planes. You know, you always hear people coughing. I think somebody's always coughing and sneezing on the plane. Everyone's coughing on the plane. Yeah. It's, it's so. like I was telling you, like, as soon as the stuff is in the air, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but. Ultimately, I don't think this is a good idea. I'm hoping that 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 Texas, Florida, and Nevada have an opportunity to do this. Um, 
I don't know. I, I know that they're probably taking cues from other countries who have opened up certain sports. Um, you know, I think we talked about soccer last week, which again, soccer is one of those sports similar to baseball where it's like most of the time people are spaced out with the exception of like four guys who are usually jumbled up together. Um, but with baseball, I think baseball is going to have a huge spike in viewership if they return. I mean, we kind of seen that with a whole bunch of other stuff that no one have ever cared about getting a uh, huge spiking in viewership. I'm not, not going to go there because I told you off the stream, whenever you have Tiger and Phil, you know, you can't go there. You cannot go there. <laughs> oh, see, that's the, I wasn't even going to go there because I actually conceded to your point. I'll talk about some yeah, of the other things. Now, if you said, hey, everybody's watching NASCAR or something, I'm like, okay, now they're pushing it. I'm talking about, for example, that Madden tournament. Because well, they aired that on ESPN. It depends. Like The Madden community is growing because of Mutt, uh, which is the Madden Ultimate Team. You know, the um, aforementioned Pokemon of Madden. Um, That's a taking, joke. <laughs> yeah, where you're taking playing cards and you're pretty much making a team. Um which, you know, that's the skill that you want to build. I say go for it, but... I choose um, you, Michael Vick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly how it is. Yes, you got to catch them all, Eric Dickerson. Oh, oh no. <laughs> um, but, you know, oh, you, you want to you wanna be the best, you know? Wait, and you wait so does that mean that, that Eli Manning's a magic heart? No, Eli Manning is probably just a one of those filler cards that you just have in your deck. Just that in is case a magic card. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess I have no idea. I guess that's that's exactly what he would be. Oh, he's a magic card holding an Everstone. <laughs> For those that don't know, um, holding they don't know. They don't they, know. They they they're unable to evolve. So that means Eli remains just a magic card, a flopping fish. Hilarious, <laughs> uh, but. But yeah, I just feel like we're we're going to see something either really really great with the I would say the um us moving forward as a society like hey, coronavirus is here. It doesn't seem like it's going down. However, it's not spiking with the opening of sports or oh my god, this was Everybody's a terrible sick. mistake. Yes, and people are getting sick at an all-time rate. You know, it's now unfortunately starting. Now, you know, all the players are sick and, you know, if you were at this game, you know, you have to get tested. Yep. Now the, you know, oh, they shouldn't have opened the they shouldn't have opened the stadium. You know, yeah. people should stay home if they're exactly. sick, you know. Exactly. You like, know. like today they're like, yeah, opening up the sports. Yeah, that's a really small idea. You know, or, three, three months later, there's a huge massive spike, and you know, someone like um like uh LeBron is you know concocted the the COVID. Oh my gosh, why would you do this? This was a terrible idea. This commission shouldn't even be in the league anymore. Blah blah blah. blah. But you just saying that you was all for it three months ago. Like what changed? Only other thing I can think of is that they literally sit there and scan everybody's temperature before they come in. I mean, that's the only other way. That's probably what they're going to do. You got to wear a mask the whole game, and they're going to scan your temperature when you come in. 
And if you have a high temperature, even whatever the situation is, you won't be allowed in the game. I mean, I still feel like that there's going to be even more issues within which, that. Which I stinks think because more convoluted, but because you think about it, which stinks because you know you have to make sure that the line that everybody's six, everybody's standing six feet, yeah. you know, in that line. Um, because if think about it, if this person has a fever and they're standing right next to this person, then you can't really let neither one of those people in. Exactly. You know, so uh, it's gonna be tough. I, I think again, baseball. You know, should be should be fine. Uh but basketball and football, there's too much touching, there's too much um there's too much bodily fluid getting exchanged with sweat and water and spit. I would say it's it's more so with oh, and I'm thinking more of the fan interaction uh with basketball. That's what I'm saying. Fan interaction, like those fans that are, that are sitting right next to the bench, they're done. They're, that's yeah, not happening. That's it. It's that, yeah, that, that party is over, the, folks. Those seats are no longer. I'm sorry, Jack, but you can't. You know, Jack and Spike Jack and those guys. Is, exactly. Yeah, they can't sit there anymore. Well, they won't even go to the games anymore until you know everything is like. I wouldn't see Spike doing that. I can't see Spike doing that either. Jack probably because it's LA and people think that they're invincible. Unfortunately, <laughs> they really do. It's pretty sad Be- between but... them and Florida. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, but I think um, I think we'll see. You know, we'll see. We're gonna see something. Yes. You know, I, I'm looking forward to it. But again, I, I'm sticking with my prediction that baseball should be fine, and that basketball, and football is gonna have trouble. But if they phase it, like most of the governors are doing, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I just feel like that it'll be fine in the beginning, but there's way too many unknown variables when it comes to the fans. Agreed. Agreed. And then I don't know how much greed is going to allow certain things to happen. For and it's not even just the it's not the league that I'm talking. I'm talking about just individual the owners. teams. No, I get I get what you're saying. Like, it is that's, be tough, that's but... the part that I'm looking. I'm waiting for that shoe to drop. Because eventually they're gonna look at the number and they're like, "We ain't making no money." I don't know. That's that's a tough one. Because that's they're not state owned; they're a private business. Yeah, they gotta take whatever money they can get. I see an inflation happening, but that's just me. <laughs> right? Exactly. Maybe ticket prices will be higher, but I don't think it's gonna be full house. So they might as well get that out of their mind. Right now. Yep. Otherwise, they're going to have to know when to fold them. Exactly. Exactly. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. What's up, guys? Doc here, back with another two-minute drill. At the end of every show, we like to do what's called the two-minute drill, where we go over stories and highlight things that we didn't get a chance to cover during the show. Uh, this particular week, we had a our first NFL player, or at least I think maybe our second NFL player, um, Antonio Gandy-Golden, rookie defensive back for the Washington Redskins, has fully cleared of COVID-19. Prof? Uh, Speaking of the COVID, another convention has unfortunately canceled as BlizzCon out in California is not happening in 2020. Back to you, Doc. 
The WBC Boxing News has said that they expect to help boxing return by reducing sanctioning fees. Prof? NBA and Knicks legend Patrick Ewing has been released from the hospital and is currently in the recovery after contracting COVID-19. Back to you, Doc. And lastly, sticking with the WBC with Boxing News, they have advised and let people know that if Mike Tyson returns to fighting, that he will be ranked. And that is all the news that we have here for you today. Uh, Be sure to tune in next week where we go over more news, highlights, and the reads. Thank you for listening to Debate Amongst Friends. Give us a follow on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also listen to all of our Debate Amongst Friends podcasts here on Anchor, as well as Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and iTunes. And like we always say, goodbye, and to all, a good night. L-E-S-G. Peace the ocean. Yay!